When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is time for Bob Sansevier's Sports, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work? Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, go to B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom and Brittany sent you. What's up, Bob? So I, I thought you were going to say it's the welcome back to the Brittany Arneson show. Yeah. We're yeah, running things. Is Tom uh, Tom taking the day off? I hope he's not ill. No, he's not ill. He's taking the day off. He just needs a personal day. Yeah. So. But we are looking to rebrand the show. No, we're not. We're, to, to, so we're going to hopefully get it renamed by the end to Brittany Arneson. No, please, you guys are kiss of death. Our stop. names have no recognition whatsoever. Even if Tom were to stop doing the show for good, we're still keeping the name. Yes. Yeah, of course. We're death gripping to that name. Yes, That's, absolutely. That gets us in so many doors. You're, oh, do you want to advertise with the Tom Bernard show? We didn't promise any Tom Bernard. No. <laughs> well, if you change your last name to Sarneson, I can get you one of these hats and you could start calling it the BS show. I mean, it could be. Much like mine. Yeah, I, I, that's obviously the free hat is the biggest. Uh, yeah, everybody wants a hat. That's obviously why I would go to and get my social security changed and everything. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Getting your yeah, name yeah, changed. I heard you, you guys talking about places to go for. Um, I always thought the one in Golden Valley was pretty quick. I haven't gone there in several years. But for the DMV, that's what you were talking about, right? Which, where's Chris the Eggert? Golden Valley one? It's not far oh, yeah. from where the old. Uh, the old KQ station used to be. Yes, I've been to that one. That one is delightful. They actually have candy at that one, which is weird because, like, it's not the DMV vibe. Um, it's small, but they're quick. That's what I thought, too. And there's others, too. I mean, the Woodbury Wright one. County is, is not it, – It's uh, they're very nice, but it, there's a long – you have to take a – it's like taking a deli counter ticket. Are yeah. they all like that, the ones you go to? Uh, no, that, the one that Chris Eggert was talking about over by the Ridgedale Mall, there's a number system. Horrible. And yeah. that one, but I'll tell you this, it depends what you're going there for and if you get an appointment. I got an appointment and I was in and out there, but it was something that I don't think they, they have just like a designated line for. So I think I was in my own line, but they're All saying. All I know is hmm. it is so long there that they actually have like a coffee area and like a deli area. You could yeah. buy a sandwich just because <laughs> you're going to be there for hours. Oh, the Midtown Global Market one that we were talking about, you will drop 50 bucks because the food's so good and you will be there for about six hours. So enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like unbuckle your pants and hang out. What? Um, <laughs> you're gonna eat I a might lot. do that now. <laughs> hey, why not? Uh, no, I agree. It, and it's funny how like that is probably my biggest concern. Like I used to drive to Woodbury because I knew that the Woodbury one barely had anybody there, and my mm -hmm. parents lived there, so I would just drive like 45 minutes to go quickly to the DMV. Was that your uh, your stud mom who lived in Woodbury? Yeah, of course. Yeah, just getting massive amounts of D from her Corvette. I've, it's from my stepdad she's getting the D, but she just looked cool all the time. So I'm like, Slanging it. She's just getting d down. He, he doesn't no, need to Free towel. health. i got to be honest with you. There's not a lot of conversation that makes me uncomfortable. My mom but getting. When somebody is talking about their mom, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Why? Like that. She's a beautiful woman. Sorry, no Beverly has a satisfying wasn't. sex life. It's is just... she going to be reaching in to give you a coffee? Did she come with you to the studio? I wish. I wish my mom was here. She's so much. By the way, you need to travel with that wedding gown, and every shot you're in, it needs to be over your shoulder. Because it's a calling card. Yeah, it shows you yeah. that I'm such a put together, 
sacred. Yeah, you never know when a, when a wedding's going <laughs> to pop up in your life. I don't know if I could fit in it. That was like, uh, I would be a, be a tight dress, but I'll try. Maybe I'll try. Well, stand up here. We'll tell you if you'll fit in it. <laughs> yeah, let's judge Brittany's body. Oh, God, look at you. You're, you're a rail. Thank you. I feel so. Um, speaking of, I heard the wild got railed last night. Oh, my God. When they lose, they do it in spectacular fashion. Yeah. The uh, state of hockey is in a state of, tr- well, not trouble. They're two and two. Yeah, that's not that bad, seven, you guys. Seven goals. AJ, what's the story with your team? Uh, well, two of them two of them were empty netters, so I don't usually, like, for, for betters, You'll they love those? it. For be- uh, well, I count them, obviously, you know, if you're a betting man, Bob. But uh, when it comes to the goaltending start, we talked about this with, with Phil earlier, and I was talking about this with uh, Judd last night. We did a live show kind of recapping the game. But it was a very peculiar decision to go with Marc-Andre Fleury because he had that nice shutout win over Montreal. But the Kings are just on a different level. They're a much better team. They have a lot more scoring. They're a more well-put-together squad. And uh, Flower looked rough in that first period. He only stopped half the shots he faced. Um, a couple of them was – the first goal of the night, first shot of the game for the Kings was some – it was something that he should have had. He just didn't look like he was in place and like almost like was behind the play, behind the speed of things. Um, another one was a – Pierre-Luc Dubois, he was kind of getting, like, bodied off the puck and tried to kick it forward to his stick. But then it was just, like, clumsiness all around, and it just kind of slowly coasted in on goal with chaos around uh, it and went right through the wicket. He so, scored twice in 12 seconds, which yeah. is pretty damn I can't do anything in 12 <laughs> seconds. Like, anything. Tevin can do a lot in 12 seconds. hey Sometimes that's all you're going to oh. get is 12 seconds. Yeah. Guys can do plenty in 12 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Not my man. I don't know. I'm sorry, okay. Justin. <laughs> I try to leave Justin's <laughs> penis out of this. That might be a compliment. That's too long. I don't for know. Him. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where to go oh, with that. Uh, all right. All right. Now let me ask both, all three of you. Yeah. Are you gonna? Because I went and saw it yesterday. It was like a spur of the moment. Oh, three o'clock. Killers of the Flower Moon. I wanted to see it because I, you know, Scorsese makes great movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got and great I did reviews see it. too. It could be a, shortened a bit, maybe. But the acting is unbelievable. It's gonna, it will sweep the Oscars. I think. Really? You think so? Lammers. I, is what no- I wonder is, will they try to get De Niro as a supporting actor? Because only one could win if they're both up for actor. Because DiCaprio was. T- DiCaprio reminded me of uh, Marlon Brando in The Godfather because he had that upside down smile, the frown with it looked like he had stuff in his jowls. Okay. And he talked like that, but he was terrific. So was De Niro and this woman who's new. She played the Native American wife of mm-hmm. DiCaprio. She's off the charts good. And clearly you're going to get, uh, I mean, Scorsese will win Best Picture and um, Best Director. It'd be hard to believe unless they really go nuts with these independent and, uh, you know, feely good movies. I, I just thought it was uh, overall just terrific. Really? Like that good? And you said it was it's three hours? Long, though. Three and, th- three and a half hours. Damn. Plus. Yeah, that's a little long to for me, but I, I'll wait for Tim Lammers. I think he's going to talk about it today, and if, we'll see what he says, and then I'll go see. Well, I, I broke a record. I went three and a half hours without having to get up and take a leak. I actually did that Normally, with a large diet drink will put me over the top. Yeah. Two and a half hours tops. I shocked myself. I went to the Batman movie while pregnant and just decided to dehydrate myself so I could not go to the bathroom. Um, I really want to see this movie. I really want to see Flowers of the Killer Moon. But I kind of want to read the book. Everyone keeps saying how good the book is. But they say you you have to see this in theaters or can I quickly try to either read or listen to the book? No, don't just watch the movie. I think that that's the, it's a great yeah. ending. I love the way they ended it. I won't tell you and spoil it, but just watch the movie. Here's the like reading the book thing. I saw Field of Dreams yeah. and I read Shoeless Joe is just too wordy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I even finished most it books are wordy. Not like yeah. the book. Yeah, I think they rely on that. <laughs> actually, big part actually, of books are words. Yeah. Big, the Godfather was books. phenomenal. The book. I mean, I, I love the book, and that's why I was excited when the movie came out. And did it I match? Was young, but it was terrific. Yeah, both of them were terrific. So uh, my f- probably favorite adaptation ever was Jurassic Park because they, like, I I do believe that was the one time where I go, the movie, in my mind, was better than the book. Um, but that's rare that that happens. I just want somebody who's read the book to see the movie and tell me that they match because then I'd be fine with skipping the book. But everyone talks about how amazing the book is. 
Well, I think one of the – it might have been the Maltese Falcon. I think it was where the uh, the producer gave the book to, like, his assistant uh-huh. and said, just take the book, all the words in it, to make it into the movie. Because they just basically took the book, used the same dialogue, and it turned out it's a classic. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, there are ways that you, know, if you just if you make it right off the book. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, I like that. So, I but like- also, so you know, uh, Apple Plus will have this out within two weeks because they, oh, they're behind really? the financing. So, yep, it's going to be a few. They're in the theater. I think Lammers is the one who told me this. It's in the theater so it can qualify for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. So, it, but it will be on Apple Plus. Now, I'm not sure. Is Apple? I know you could pay for Apple Plus, but they do they do like uh, Amazon Prime and uh, Max, where or you, you have rent to, it or you something. Have, you, you have to rent it if it's relatively new into theaters. Yeah, they or, do a lot yeah. of pay, uh, the like paywalls for certain things, and I would assume this would fall in that. Um, do you, you pay f- enough though? Do you feel like this has to be seen in theater, or do you think it was better no. experience in theaters, or could it totally be fine on your own screen? No, it could be if you if you don't have like a little four inch screen. Yeah, it could be fine. Right. No, I think you'd like it either way. It's not like it's it's not like this vast sprawling type of movie. Like if you um, most people have seen Lawrence of Arabia mm-hmm. uh, on the TV. I went when the Uptown was uh, you know was significant. I went there and watched it, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. Just because of it was meant for the big screen. Yeah. I wouldn't say this one was. I uh, love a movie, though. It's hard. To, that three-hour chunk is hard to... Three-hour, three-and-a-half hours. Three-and-a-half hours. Like, that's hard, because, like, Gogo's naps, too. So even when I went to the Eras tour last week, I was like, I went during her nap, and I still missed out on, like, an hour of her being awake. And, like, that's a long time well, to jump. For out. Apple Plus, then you watch two yeah. hours, she gets up, the next day you finish watching. That's probably what we'll do. Um, and I, I think I'm going to go to the Eras Tour one more time, the, vid- uh, the film. What is it? The Taylor <laughs> Swift <laughs> one. Why? Because oh, I, my God. Here's the thing. This is what the secret I'm going to do. <sighs> so I found a really late showing, and I'm not going to say where, at... Or uh, you don't want everyone else to run. Right. I want to be the only, me and my friend Devin want to be the only two at a theater, and we're just going to jam out. It's late at Did night. Did you say your friend Devin or Tevin? Devin. I will not, I will not be attending the Eras tour. It's my uh, friend Devin, and she and I went to the concert together, end of the movie together, and we both found right now this late showing has zero other people going. So if we so can get a whole theater to ourselves to, oh. like, act out a whole, the whole Eras tour... That would be worth. I would have to be up till midnight. That's how late this is. Okay, context clues. I, okay, so I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna figure it out, we're, and we're we're, we're gonna, gonna buy we're, we're gonna, gonna buy out we're gonna buy out the rest of these tickets, and then I'm just gonna give them away. Yeah. I found to out the craziest people to rent the theater is <laughs> going through like a homeless encampment, <laughs> giving them tickets. I don't know about that, but just like diehard Taylor Swift that are gonna annoy Britney. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody there. You could never annoy me. I would actually be happy if you found diehard Taylor Swift fans. Like. I just want to sing and dance. I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna hand them out at like a sports bar, so it's Make like Tom go, so then I feel so insecure about Boo. like Doug, sit down. <laughs> Shut Brittany, up! It's a I, movie. I, I never imagined that your life was so pathetic. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I it was it. really going well. No, it's not. This is like, but this would be. I would have to. Yeah, it's a late week night, and I would have to commit. Justin's already like fine, whatever. The baby will be asleep. Like. It's, it would be a whole, I already took up three and a half hour, or three hours last week at it. But if I can make this work, we keep checking the theater to see if anyone's bought tickets and thus far zero. Like, why do you need to go see this movie a second time? Because I want to dance. In- why didn't you do that the first time? We danced a little bit, but the idea of having our whole theater and be able to run from side to side and like reenact, like. You're Let me annoying. ask you this. Okay, the chances are you're not going to have the whole thing to yourself. I hope you do, and then you're not going to actually run around the theater like you say you are. You're going to be too tired and fall asleep. Um, you guys don't know me at all. Sometimes I just wonder if we're even friends. I can answer that for you off there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. I'm checking right now if any. Thus far, no tickets are bought. Get out of here. Get out of here. You can't know. <laughs> looks like Showplace so Icon Theater in St. Louis Park. I mean, if I have a whole theater, so I found out too. I was like, "Well, how much is it to rent a whole theater?" Yeah, eight hundred bucks. Bob, do you think that's worth it? Eight hundred dollars to dance in a movie theater to Taylor Swift? You know, actually, 
it's not that if you had a group of friends yeah. that you wanted to go to a movie with mm-hmm. and they were paying most of it, no, it's not too much. So it actually breaks down. So my during COVID, my neighbor Priscilla used to rent out theaters and then just find enough of her, uh, you know, kiddos' friends and go. And so it's like, I mean, 40 seats, 20 well, bucks. It probably depends on the time. If you ask them for a 7 a.m. showing, you might get it for yeah. a lot less than that. Well, I don't know. A lot of kids go to these movie, this Eras tour, but um, I'm working on it. I, I have an idea in my head of how I want this to go, and we'll see. It's the only reason I would leave my house at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. It's a late, it's a late night for me. Why don't you sell the Corvette? Then you could easily afford several of the showings. Thanks. This is terrible financial advice, and if Josh Arnold was here, he would hit you in the face. It's terrible Loving advice. That Corvette, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I sell a Corvette? Getting, I'm not going to. Are you bu- getting pulled over a lot by the cops who were like hitting on you? Uh, no, not even at some. I'm blaring Taylor Swift and going the speed limit. Yeah. Well, they they probably pull you over and confuse. Like, what do you mean you're not a 70 year old man driving this Corvette? <laughs> I get. Here's the funny thing is, we the, thought it was Beverly. What are of, you doing in Beverly? <laughs> we thought you were far cooler. Here's the funny thing. I have my Corvette is not an expensive car at all. And my other cars are far nicer, far more expensive. Do you know how many times people comment about that Corvette? Constantly. Right. Well, it's just because it's of like the a perception. toy. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a like a toy of a toy where I'm always like, like if we always laugh, we're like, well, if the Corvette, you know, it's not nice. It just sounds cool and it right. looks cool, but it's and, so fun. Brittany, why did your mom give it up? And I mean the Corvette. So she, uh, she. AJ when, got that. I got it. Uh, she moved to, uh, she sold her Woodbury house. Uh, her and my stepdad sold her Woodbury house, and they're moving to Florida. And she wanted something a little more practical when she's in Florida, because then they each have a car in Florida. A Corvette's not practical in Florida? That's the place you'd want to drive it. So she right. ended up getting uh, a PT Cruiser with the removable roof. I'm sorry, are we interrupting Inter- something? Yeah, it's just my wife. You know, she's you can answer. If you have to go, no, no, are we, I, are we keeping you over? Um, no. So she got a removable, the ones with like the push like button removable PT Cruiser. Yeah, because the Corvette, you have to like take. It's a hard top, and you have mm-hmm. to take the roof off. And she's just like the PT Cruiser will last her longer, and she can rock both in Florida. So. Well, good. Yeah. So um, it's uh, the PT Cruisers are nice, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a big it Florida fun. type of car. Yeah, it was fun. We went down last winter. And for date night, stole her car and went to, like, a Cuban restaurant. And it was super fun. It's a fun drive. It feels like a little, like, go-kart, the way it kind of flies in and out of stuff. Yeah. Well, so. wasn't it, it was, like, what, like, 2008 when everybody was, like, that was the height of the PT Cruiser craze. And you felt like you saw a million of them everywhere. You think it was then? I feel like it was earlier than that. It was earlier. But did you guys ever have any urge to buy a small t- car? No. No. But, I mean, I guess not, like super small like a mini cooper if you sit sat in a mini cooper i can't even fit in one oh wait maybe hers is a mini coupe i'm sorry maybe it might be a mini coupe. Yeah, that's what they that, that's the that car they were giving away right it was like you buy one get this two <laughs> yeah the well the I mini cooper that was the one. what was it the italian oh, it job i'm so sorry mm-hmm. yeah. i'm pretty sure hers is a mini coupe convertible yeah that makes more sense because going from to a pt cruiser that seems like a very weird as soon as you said that i was like step. wait a minute no i've definitely felt yeah it's the mini coupe my bad um, I really wanted a Fiat for a while, and then I realized I could never pick up my nephews from school if I needed to, and that kind of shut that down. But the need to drive something small is very much so in my blood. Like, I want a smaller car, and my life is just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> nice face. Thanks. Hey, by the way, I, gotta, I do have to wrap up. Let's uh, don't forget Monday night, Vikings, Niners. If McCaffrey plays, it's not going to be well, pretty. Give and, us your give us your prediction. What, what do you think the score? Oh, Vikings. Is? My prediction all year will be Vikings lose. All right, I'm going to write this down and hold you accountable. Because I'll be right more than I'll be wrong. Yes. Well, we'll double check. Again. We'll double check in case you change it on Monday morning. I won't. Bye, Bob. Love you. See you, kids. Bye, bye. Well, we're note to self: don't pay him his full rate today. I'll just write that down quick. Just make a note. Three minutes early. I understand. Now I have to fill. Do you want to f- go with one of your stories? Is, it, do you have, is three minutes enough time? Oh, heck no. For mine, mine are so good. We will be, after we get back from this break, 
This is what we're going to be doing, and I need the listeners to chime in hardcore. So each one of us, since we're all trying to be radio people today and really like step into the Tom Bernard shoes, each one of us has brought a story. This story will be incredible. This story will probably change your life. And we want the listeners to chime in and say which who had the best story and who read it the best. So there's two parameters. What story is great, you know, like just by itself, hardcore good story, and who told the story the best. So there's two different things you can get judged on. And we'll we're going to break early just so we can do all that. And also, we're going to have a guest on, J.J. Moses, who wrote Focused, the Prepared to Win Mindset. And he's got a very interesting story. He was an NFL player, shortest NFL player in the league, which I was shocked. 5'6 is the shortest NFL player. Yeah, first of all, that's tiny. Well, calm down. He's going to be on next. Don't attack him. I'll tell him that he's tiny. He's aware of how small he is. Well, he, all, he built a whole book on that. <laughs> All right, so you need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. And Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investment. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did, and tell him his guy, Brittany, sent you. Just kidding, Tom. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted wait. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. You've all helped uh, support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this, and he continues to give back to his listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me and Tom mainly recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, the My Pillow 2.0, and many, many more. Well, great news! Some great news to start on your Friday. The My pa- My Pillow Six Path Bath Towel Sets are back in stock. Finally, the propi- uh, proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel that you look for a towel. I know I do. This set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. The regular price, it's $79.98. But for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set 
for only $39.99, and that's using promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. Make sure you use promo code TOM. So go to MyPillow.com right now and use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That's just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, baby, you were back, and I finally ate some of that donut, and I feel... I feel good about it. You feel wonderful? Bogart's donuts are amazing. It's times where I bite into a donut where I go, that wasn't worth it. Immediately worth it. Yes. Like, immediately. And because I went there this morning, and it just smells like fresh-baked donuts. I'm like, can I just stand here forever? Can we do a remote show from your... Counter. I don't. The, I feel like the one I had was like the classic. Mm-hmm. I don't AJ because I'm. A, I will not eat the whole thing. You got to try some of the classic. It was insane. I don't know what I had because I. I thought I was grabbing like a cream cheese you frosting had, one. It, it was like, like a buttercream. Yeah, thing. it was really good. It was surprisingly good. Dang. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna kick it off with my story first. Okay. This uh, is, for everybody that maybe is just joining the show, what are we doing now? So we're doing a contest. We each had to bring a story to the forefront because we can't do anything without trying to figure out how to shame each other. Because that's our <laughs> friendships. Um, so everyone brings a story, and then we all get to decide if that story was good and if you read it well. So the combination of the storytelling and the product you brought. So my story is a Minnesota school. Minnetonka, to be cur- be more accurate. They saw a problem. Betsy Julian, who was a fifth and sixth grade teacher at Glen Lake Elementary, noticed that the current school playground was not equipped for all the children. They looked into it, and accessibility is something for each playground. The only thing you have to have for accessibility is a path that your wheelchair can go on and one of those uh, swings that you can have anybody go on, you know, one of those big, broad back swings. Mm-hmm. She kind of noticed that, well, the path fine but like the swing in itself is not exactly what everybody who is dealing with a wheelchair wants to like ask somebody to put them on so she decided okay I have to look into it and she found an accessibility where you can roll on swing and merry-go-round and she goes this is going to cost a hundred and thirty five thousand dollars okay she decided she was going to try to raise that money and she brought it up to her class and they ended up finding a grant that would give 35,000. So they said, okay, $100,000, can we raise, us, you know, fifth and sixth graders, can we raise $100,000? And those kids said, you know what? Screw that. We can raise a lot more than that. So not only did they start like looking into more accessibilities, they started raising money, a lot of money. Their current goal is $1 million. They have raised over $600,000, and they want to keep raising money to make more accessibility. They're also involved. They're starting a nonprofit because of this because they want to teach other young kids how to raise money. They've done everything from bake sales to selling T-shirts to talk. They have cold-called businesses, these fifth and sixth graders. And now they are turning this into a full-blown uh, nonprofit that they get to run. Um, their teacher is super proud of them, including now they're looking at um, kids that are getting to get involved with the actual setting up of where the stuff goes, the, you know, the construction and the layout. Mm-hmm. All in all, they're almost at their $1 million mark. And again, originally was $100,000. Originally wasn't even anything. And that, I say... Congratulations, Glen Lake Elementary School. I, I don't good know if I you. want to follow that up with mine. Um, <laughs> like that was a good story. That's, yeah, that's a good story. Good for the kids. Um, are well, they? We're not. We. I know you want to attack my story, but like, here's the thing. First I do, off, like the whole time you were talking, I was just thinking of funny like things I can say to, to, that was to such downgrade a good story. your story. That was a good story. But that's yeah, amazing. That, that and not good. only that, they're they're turning their, I mean, I, okay, 
So in general, I do find it amazing that now they they have two components to their uh, their nonprofit. One is raising money for accessibility playgrounds. The other is teaching other kids no, how weird. to raise money for whatever nonprofit they want to do. Does it say in there, are they now, like, so if they raise a million dollars, is all, like, are they going to build themselves a million dollar playground? Or are they going to build, like, other schools $135,000? I don't know, because... Um, that's a great question. I think they Thank might. You. I think they might keep it within theirs, but I don't really know that one. Um, that's a pretty extensive follow up. But um, I did think it was cool. There was a girl uh, talking about how she was really nervous to talk in public, and mm. how this helped her with having to call, cold call businesses. She was like, "Now I don't really care. Like I'll call and ask ask a Perkins right. in the you know Minnetonka for money. So like, what do I have to fear?" <laughs> right, and also like very smart for the teacher because. Like, how many people, it's like selling Girl Scout cookies. Like, how many people are really saying no to a little kid that calls, like, yeah, we right. want to build our friend that's in a wheelchair a playground. Can you give us some money? Like, you're going to guilt 90% of the people into just saying and yes. I didn't know this about this school um, here in Minnetonka. They actually have a program called the Compass Program, and it talks about having a higher rate of kids with uh, disabilities and, and things like that. So kind of reflects more in Minneapolis. And, you know, in Minnesota, we're not really always known for um, having schools with a lot of different diversity. And this was kind mm. of a cool program they had specifically there. And the peop the parents on both kids in the Compass program and not in the Compass program talk about how awesome it is and how much it teaches both groups of people mm. a lot about, you know, different accessibilities. Yeah. So they like, they like build this like wheelchair accessible, like slide or something. And they're like, all right, Timmy, like, you're, are you excited? And he's like, I freaking hate slides. I hate slides. <laughs> like, but, I, but that's I, cool, I, too. Like, right. not going on a slide, just having the option to say, <laughs> right. I hate that, is, Absolutely. like, totally a vibe in itself. Absolutely. And if you're around teenagers or tweens, you know that that might be the answer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just thought it was really cool and how into it they got and, like, how it became its own thing. All right. Do you want to go? Cool. Uh, I'll go next just because okay. I'm going to have to keep on the, uh, an eye on the phone here for All right. from uh, J.J. Moses when he calls in here. But... Uh, I, I'm not happy that I have to follow that up because my story is not in the same, like... You're fine. It doesn't have to be. Mine was just, I knew I would hit... Like, I got really into this story, so that's why. All right, here we go. A man who fled Venezuela with his pet squirrel traveling thousands of miles... Who <laughs> <laughs> traveled thousands of miles together and living in a tent in Mexico for months is now facing having to say goodbye <gasps> to his unlikely best friend. What? Jason, oh 23, God. says he will be, quote, heartsick when he has to leave Nico, his pet squirrel, behind. Uh, the little squirrel who has been, uh, who has a black stripe and flecks of white hair and all this stuff and has been traveling in his knitted cap and in his backpack for a 3,000-mile uh, trek to the border of the, the U.S., uh, they may have to part ways here. There was no <gasps> question of leaving his pet in Venezuela, Jason said, adding that starting a new life without him would be practically starting with nothing else in my life. Jason, who did not want to give his last name because he's worried about his family's safety back in Venezuela, is among millions who have fled uh, the South American country because of political and economic upheaval in recent years. Migrants making the dangerous trip, they travel around 30, uh, excuse me, 3,000 miles just to make it up to this border yeah. um, on the southern border of the U.S. here. He made the trip through the perilous jungle known as what's called the Darien Gap, where he said he would come across wild things. He found a dead body that was under some blankets. Oh. Um, Nico, the entire time, was concealed on his person. Jason yeah. would keep him in pockets, in his backpack, in his hat. Um, at times, selling his like phone for $35 when bus, uh, like, bus drivers would catch the animal on board just to make sure he can stay. Um, it, it, just wild stuff. But now, after making this journey... Spending six months waiting in an asylum after that 3,000 miles, they're being forced to potentially have to break up at the border just because they're not going to allow this, yeah, foreign animal, this foreign yeah. animal into the country. Um, this, can't, this animal cannot survive on its own. No. Like, let this man bring this squirrel in. We're pretty much giving Nico a death sentence if we don't let Because what yeah. in what world can he throw? He's going to try to get in someone else's hat, and that's not going to go right. well. Here's the good news. Okay. Jason was able to connect with some, some vets along the border. They've been able to get him in contact. It was the director of a non-governmental organization, um, which pretty much roughly translates to, like, they help animals, foreign animals, succeed just, like, when having to part. Mm -hmm. okay. Usually they deal with, like, dogs and cats and yeah, other yeah. pets, but not squirrels. Um, 
<laughs> but they helped uh, Jason get in touch with a vet uh, to help document Nico's vaccinations provided to border agents in the hope that he can get across with uh, his young buddy. Uh, Jason says, quote, there's a connection between me and the squirrel so much uh, so that he preferred to bring it with him than leave him behind in, uh, in Venezuela. And if they do have to part, he's given me the courage to live my life moving forward. And quote, I hope he never forgets my face. <gasps> like they need to, like, I will no put offense. money towards. Yeah, I'm like, can we get those kids in yeah, we should. Minnetonka to raise some money for this squirrel? For Nico and Jason. Like, yeah. Let oh. this, also, like, we have squirrels here, and I get it. It's probably a different it's type fine. of squirrel. But it's, come on. It's fine. Like I said, I'm not a professional in any aspect of <laughs> no. any world. But, like, that's fine. Like a squirrel. Right. Also. It's his pet. It's not like he's letting it run around honest, in the wild. Jason. Yeah. Like. You could probably get the squirrel in. Right. If you need to, Jason, I will come down to the border. I'll stand there. You let the squirrel run over to me. I'll run away. You can cross. Yeah, like what are the rules with letting animals just kind of like go in across the border on their own? Yeah, like if a regular wild squirrel tried to cross, would they be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me see the papers. Let's see the vaccinations. (laughs) See the papers. Get get back. Um, That was a great story. Honestly, like AJ... 10 Yours out of 10. Is, yeah. And you did a great job telling it. And like, I do, I loved it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. During the break, I'll show you, I'll have you guys come in here and look at these pictures. Cause this dude, like this squirrel looks like the most lively squirrel of all time. He's just climbing around this tent while Jason's like doing the interview. That's Throw awesome. it in Tom's news story. Will do. All right. That's awesome. Are so, you ready, Tevin? I'm glad that I picked two news stories. Cause now I'm going to pivot from the one I originally was going to do. Okay. To one that's a little bit more fun. Okay. And I think will really resonate in the hearts of our, our listeners. Okay. Okay. So. It's a lot of promises being made. I feel like you're setting yourself up, buddy. There was a DeLorean with only, are you familiar with what a DeLorean is? Yeah. The yeah, car, you, Back the, to the Future? The ca- classic car. Remember, that's what you said yesterday. It was their, your version of a classic car. Well, that's because I found this article yesterday and it was on the tip of my tongue. Trust but anyway. Me, I know. <laughs> a DeLorean with only 977 miles on it was unearthed in a Wisconsin barn. Okay. Back Barn or bar? Barn. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess it could be a bar. No, barn. It's Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, it is is Wisconsin. Uh, Back to the Future has been a family favorite film franchise for decades, so much so that the car used for the time machine can resell for up to six figures. Now imagine finding that same model in the back of a Wisconsin barn with original parts and less than 1,000 miles on it, partially sunk into the dirt like treasure. Oh, they say great, Scott. I'm not going to read that part. Anyway, that's <laughs> exactly. Okay, we're high. I've seen some problems in the magic of radio <laughs> is having to announce what you're Just some notes. Just off the bat. Okay. Um, Wait, we're going to have to take a pause because we got. Perfect. I don't want to find a different yeah, we, story. Okay, we might have to start over for Tevin. AJ wasn't going that well. It was going great. At one point, he said what he wasn't going to read in the article. <laughs> so Somebody didn't prepare. No, uh, I did not ex- prepare. I found out about this challenge about 20 minutes you ago. You literally we f- talked about it last night via hmm. text. J.J. Moses, how the heck are you? Okay. I am doing well. So great to hear from y'all today. Yeah, you too. We were pretty excited to have you on. This is J.J. Moses. He is a former professional football player. He played wide receiver at Ohio State University and for the Green Bay Packers, Houston Texans, and Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. During his career, he was listed as the shortest player in the NFL. He has a book, and it is Focus, the Prepared to Win Mindset. And we actually kind of need you right now, JJ, because Tevin does not have this same mindset. Well, I thought you were going to go with, can you help our Minnesota Vikings who seem to not have <laughs> the prepared to win mindset? Yeah. Let's focus on that one first because that, yes. helps, that helps the entire state. That's Tevin's true. his own problem. Tevin is his yeah, own problem. No, I'm beyond, beyond help. Yes, absolutely. Having this focus type prepared to win mindset has been, you know, my model growing up, and I'm from a small town in Iowa and played football at Iowa State. And then after Iowa State, like you mentioned, went on to have a, an opportunity to play in the NFL. And growing up, you know, I didn't have the credentials. I was the underdog, right, where mm-hmm. I didn't have the resources. But one thing that I brought to the table, and I definitely didn't have the physique, but I did bring this, and that was the focus prepared to win mindset. Statistics mention 99.9% of all college athletes will not make it into the NFL. So by remaining focused is what allowed me to be prepared for those opportunities and also allowed me to transition out of the NFL in which I was able to work and land a dream job 
And then, of course, we all know that life has those setbacks, disappointments, and, you know, those discouraging seasons of frustration or you might feel emotionally challenged. But by having this prepare-to-win mindset, it's really what allowed me to navigate some of those life's difficult challenges to propel me to continue to move forward within my career. You know, JJ, this is so interesting. And, you know, at first you kind of read this and you go, well, this have, well can I apply this to my I've never been even, I wouldn't even say, a high school athlete. Um, I like to pretend I'm athletic just because I, me and my husband fight about it. But, like, JJ, like, what, would be a, what would be a winning mindset in some, you know, everyday life? Like, what would I bring to the table when I wake up in the morning? Yes, for me, this is what I've learned is focus the prepare-to-win mindset. It's, it's really about approaching your life, your career, and even relationship with an intentional focus, having faith, positivity, and I also believe having resiliency. And when a person has this type of mindset, this is what allows them to leverage success while they're trying to achieve their goals and dreams, and really in every area of their life. But one thing we all know and we're aware of that, you know, life is full of distractions, right? We're going to be distracted, whether it's at work, distractions, what people say, too much time on social media, on mm. TV, who's getting a promotion, what this person's doing. You know, there's studies that mention three out of every four workers are distracted. And distractions can reduce professionalism in the workplace, and it can also affect productivity. And so I have learned throughout the course of my career, playing in the NFL and overcoming those odds, uh, stepping into a dream job and building a program in the NFL and even dealing with life challenges that when you remain focused, that's the key to continue to give you success. The statistics are amazing, but when there's a program or a system in place that allows individuals to remain focused, 75% of individuals say they feel more happier, they're more motivated, but I love this key word, they feel more purposeful. So by remaining focused, I believe it allows individuals to be aligned to finding their true purpose and also their passion as well. Now, JJ, I got to know, I mean, given kind of what you mentioned with your your background, you don't have the stature maybe that most NFL players do. Uh, you said you don't really have right. the, you didn't have the credentials, but you had that drive growing up. And I'm sure you had football coaches. Got to be some of the harshest people at times growing up. Yes. So you can they can pull you aside. Maybe they said, you know what, kid, you just don't have it. You know, whatever they they didn't think you were cut out for it. Where does that resilience, that mindset? like originate in you from was it um maybe parental influence was it just your life experiences to find that like that will to keep going and have that positive outlook on life or or where's that come from yes i think it comes from uh, two components i think the first side is my spiritual side where you know god is i I mean my faith is so strong within christ and just being able just to stay focused that has allowed me to kind of continue to navigate some of life's most difficult challenges, but also my upbringing, where my mother and father both instilled in in all of their kids about, you know, being the best version of yourself, treating people with respect. And so I was so grateful that I had a great example of that in my household, which allowed me and groomed me for life's lessons along the way. And I think one valuable trait that I learned through the process is, you said, I didn't have the, the, the physique of an NFL athlete definitely didn't have the credentials or the resources, but I learned how to be prepared for the opportunities when they were to come. And by being prepared by for those opportunities is what allowed me to step into the National Football League. JJ, you talked about positivity playing such an important role. And, you know, actively when somebody asks me how something goes, my brain kind of automatically wants <laughs> to tell them the negative stuff. Do you think being positive is something that we have to actively do just because we naturally want to go negative? I think in this world, it's so easy to go negative. And again, I've heard so many voices and people and naysayers and critics along the course of my career. I would hear people say, man, you're too short to play. You're only going to go and play in high school. But I had to learn one valuable life lesson, which I talk about in my new book, Focus the Prepare to Win Mindset, was to embrace 
positivity. And by having like this grateful attitude, it allowed me to accomplish my goals, whether it was professionally or even like personally. And I remember one quick illustration, but I was a rookie with the Kansas City Chiefs, and we were competing with another player during that time, and we were trying to make the active 53-man roster. So as the weeks were finishing up and they were getting ready to finalize the final roster, the player that I was competing against began to say, man, this is not fear. We're not getting enough play time. The coaches are not you know, giving us enough opportunities. And he kept this, like, critical negative mindset. And he was looking at it from a true perspective. But what I challenged myself was even though the situation was unfair, I said, you know what, no matter what happens, I know that something good is going to come out of it. And so I continue to embrace this positivity. Long story short, the player was right. They both, we were both released from the Kansas City Chiefs, but the only thing that separated us was that player never played again in the National Football League. He was highly exceptional. He was a draft choice. He could have went on to play for many different NFL teams, but by me embracing positivity, I went on to play for four other NFL teams Mm. throughout the NFL and then also continue to work in the NFL. So I have learned how by embracing positivity – is what allows you to continue to accomplish your goals and dreams in whatever facet of your life. And it's been so instrumental within my life. And does like getting cut by, cause obviously like that's every kid's dream growing up is like, <laughs> I want to play in the NFL. And then to have, you know, getting cut by a team seems like, Oh, this is the, it could be the end of my career. And you ended up going over to NFL Europe and playing for the Scottish Claymores. Like, how humbling was that, or did you like? was it hard to stay positive after getting cut and then ending up in NFL Europe when you were kind of already had made it to the big league? Yes, it was difficult because, you know, just imagine something that you've worked for all of your life and then you're told you're not good enough, or you put in all the time and effort, but you don't get recognized by your boss. That's how I felt when I was released by my first team with the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel disappointed. I feel, you know, like, man, what will my friends or people think about me? Because they were all excited that I was about to play in the NFL, and here I, now, here I am now, back in my hometown, you know, released and hope, and then eventually getting the opportunity to play in NFL Europe. So I took all of that, and I learned some valuable life lessons, and that was to embrace change, to learn how to handle those defeats and one mentality that has helped me is to continue to let go of all the things that have happened in my life, whether it was the disappointments, the setbacks, because I believe if you continue to have this great attitude, even though the bad challenges, and I'm not telling anyone to decompress their feelings, but not allow yourself to be so emotionally drowned or discouraged where you're not able to continue to move forward. And so with me having this mindset allowed me to move forward in which I did play at NFL Europe, and I eventually became like, um, I think I was recognized by the NFL Europe as the number one punt returner in the NFL Europe, mm-hmm. which allowed me then to re back, re enter the NFL with more confidence. So, again, that mentality of embracing positivity has been the common denominator and, and highlight of my life, I like to say, to keep me moving forward. JJ, this has been like, I feel like this was the talk we needed in our show. So I'm like super inspired and I know you have to get going. You have like 40 seconds left. I have to ask you, what does Oprah smell like? (laughs) Well, how about this? And again, it's all about those opportunities. And, you know, years back, I did have an opportunity to share my story on the Oprah Life class. And it was one of those moments where you're like, man, as a kid, you get an opportunity to see Oprah on TV, Ugh. but to actually be in the room with an Oprah Winfrey and to share your story, it was, again, a life lesson that I've learned that whatever a person dreams about, whatever you're believing for, if you keep this focused, prepare to win mindset, the sky's the limit for you. Uh, well, thank you, JJ. And again, did your book just came out on the 17th, right? Yes, it came out the 17th, and we're excited. We have some collaborations with book signings from Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, 
And so we're so excited of the influence and the opportunities that the book is going in different directions. And uh, hopefully we're here to inspire people in every facet of their life and career as well. I think you're going to do it. I, uh, this is, uh, JJ's book is called The F uh, Focus, The Prepared to Win Mindset. Thank you so much, JJ. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Have a great week. Sorry, I thought you jumped off. <laughs> I thought it got cut off. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, JJ. I thought he got cut off, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to think that people are going to think uh, that he didn't say it. You're just rude. No, he's lovely. That was actually so good. He, like, motivates. Yeah. Like, you need to bring this now. You have two minutes to do your story. You need to bring this. All right, you need we're, to channel we're this. We're switching to a different story. Okay. I mean, because. You, all right. The DeLorean. Somebody found a DeLorean. That's all you need to know. But yeah. okay. there I is... did think there was an... Can we critique real quick? First off, nobody knows what is or isn't in the story. I know. I know. But I just want to say that because sometimes we forget. Also, there wasn't a lot of meat on those no, bones. No, I know. That's... And okay. I realize... I, I'll, full disclosure, didn't read the article before, <laughs> before we started diving into You know what's so funny? Eric has been, you know, our big time listener who we met at the fair. Eric. Yep. He's been giving us reviews. All of his reviews are super positive. And yeah. I was thinking, he really is... The, you know, he's the lying focus, if he the mindset. To, yeah. to, uh, he's lying like, if he sent a positive review. He did. He wrote, he wrote a positive review on okay. yours. Well, it wasn't... We're, we're trashing that one. And this one, not as funny as uh, or, or lighthearted as your guys's, but we'll go into it. Anyway, a St. Louis youth football team had the rest of its season canceled after a parent's player, or player's parent, sorry, allegedly shot the coach multiple times for not putting his son in as the starter for the team, according to city and police statements. Shot, shot, shot with a gun. Shot with a gun multiple times. Authorities responded to the scene on October 10th and found the coach who had sustained serious physical injury from the gunshots, according to uh, a probable cause statement. The coach, who was then taken to a hospital for treatment, told officers that a parent whose son's whose son plays on the team, was, quote, upset with him for not starting his son, according to the statement. The parent approached the coach and eventually shot him multiple times while he was unarmed, the statement added. Um, it looks like the suspect, identified by police and jail records as Daryl Brian Clemens, was arrested and charged with first-degree assault, armed criminal action. According to those records, he has been ordered to be held without bail until his trial, according to court records. Okay. Um, question. Yes. What grade was this again? Um, it just says youth okay. football. And the guy's still alive? Uh, yeah, it sounds yeah. like the coach coach is still alive. But Thank God. Yeah, they don't. It's, yeah, Imagine dying because he didn't play a fourth grader. I know. Yeah, Latim <laughs> and yeah the police, it looks like the uh, coach's name was Shaquille Lattimore. Lattimore, who coaches the bad boys team with a Z. Told, oh. <laughs> yeah, he was shot four times and grazed once. He still has bullet fragments in his body, and he can still feel it. But by the grace of God, he is blessed. And so it sounds like he's in good spirits. But, yeah, he was shot, sounds like, five times. And there were three children, it looks like, that were kind of in the area. But, yeah. That's terrifying to me because my, yeah. my dad growing up, he – I guess he still does coach uh, high school tennis. Oh, he does? He does. Um, but he also used to coach hockey. And hockey parents I are wild. insane. So I'm not that I think that, you know, this is probably not a common occurrence where parents are shooting their co uh, like their kids' coach just because they're not getting playing time. Yeah. But, you know, at a certain point, like high school, I think, is that first level of, all right, if you're not good, you're not going to get that guaranteed playing time. As oh, if you it's were before high school and yeah. hockey. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you'll get like bantams, and I mean even before that is uh, what are they like squirts? Is that mm -hmm. a thing? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it looks like it, they already start when you start doing prep because I nannied families that mm -hmm. played hockey. They already start. People will be arguing. Get my kid out there, my goalie out there, especially that like mm -hmm. those roles. Yeah, that's I'm, crazy. I'm gonna spin zone my unathleticness and say me not making the top tier team was good because then it was like you could play. Everybody Everybody's like laid back and it's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, nobody. And oh. the funny thing is, is like I talked to, there's a girl that lives down the street and she didn't make uh, varsity in tennis. And I said, if you win every one of your matches this season, you come back to me and talk. If not, then you're in the right place. Like, right. because 
it's supposed to be, tennis supposed to be fun. You can play a whole bunch. It's like, and nobody knows what you played in high school. Nobody cares if I say I was on JV, varsity, or, you know, the whatever, the B squad or whatever. I've been in all of them. Can I really? But, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. And no, the, so ahead. these kids were ages 5 to 13 is the level of football that was oh, okay. being played. And That's so insane. to shoot somebody over, yeah, like one, you shouldn't be shooting anybody. Yeah. But yeah, it's like your kids at most 13 years old, like calm down. You're like, fine. The NFL is not watching your kid practice today. Um, really quick, uh, somewhat really quick story before we get, in, get to break because we've got Tim Lammers and I'm sure he's going to fill us in on, I would assome, the full ki- moon Killers here, of the Flower yeah. Moon. And I want to hear about, all about that. Um, but Brittany, I know you play tennis. I sure do. Do you want to hear about, like, I, I never once thought I would go pro in anything. Yeah. But, like, the final nail in the coffin for my high school athletic career was when. I, I was actually okay at tennis, I mm-hmm. felt like. Yeah. Uh, me and my buddy Jack, we were making like our senior trip and whatever. We had sections. It was to go to state, and we had beat these guys, and we were, we, we had this match. Doubles? With, doubles, yes. Okay. I had My backhand back in the day was really good. But <clears throat> we we go and we match up with these uh, this team from Providence Academy. I, mm-hmm. No, I want to I think it was Breck. Doesn't I think it was, matter. It doesn't matter. A private school. Yeah. Whatever. They were big um, wigs. These guys that we thought we were going to play for the pat like the week or two leading up to it, they had lost to this twin these twins that were in seventh grade, bred to play tennis. Yeah. They're from what That's how tennis is though. You can lose to yeah. Babies, or I can play an 80 year old who will work me. Like their parents, I guess, made one of them play left handed so they could do the do- doubles <laughs> thing together. It was wild. So we weren't really prepared. We ended up losing. It was a very close, hard fought yeah. game, but it's just at the end of the day, it's like, I just lost to seventh graders. No. Um, but they were really good. And that was like the, God, I'm th- this, I'm just, you know, that's it. That's yeah. it. We had what we had one more like throwaway match that we had to play yeah. that same day, mm-hmm. and Didn't I was even matter. I was just so out of it. I was doing like underhand serves and yeah. whatever. But uh, just yeah. that killed my spirits. It's and so sad, but at the same time, tennis is one of those sports where so fun. It, you and you, the age doesn't matter. I no. literally, I mean, I play in a league with old a, people. With well, they're older because a lot of them can play in the middle of the day, right? And I get worked. Last night mm-hmm. I got worked. Yeah, and kind of AJ along your lines of your story of like when you found out that like oh this is the end of my career. Mm-hmm. I had moments where like I'd be out like so I just DJed a wedding and one of the people came up and they're like, "Hey, do you remember me?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "Well, I played cornerback against you <laughs> in high school you were- and like I still have like nightmares about <laughs> like you, you you beat us at homecoming and we like you scored like two touchdowns and I was like I'm like, you remember that from all these That's years so, ago? You like, were somebody's like, I was bad somebody's guy like, oh in my gosh. Mind. And like, when I was at NDSU, I remember I was in a speech class. Yeah. And with a kid sitting next to me, he's like, hey, you're on the football team, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm on the football team. And he's like, do you know John Crockett? I was like, yeah, that's my roommate. And he's like, and Crockett, he played here locally at Totino Grace. And he was like, mm. the, I think he was runner up for Mr. Minnesota or something Dang. like that, or Mr. Football, was. whatever. And so, <laughs> and so, anyway, this kid was like, yeah, he is the reason I quit football because he scored like six touchdowns against us in the first <laughs> half and like ran me over. And he was like, after that game, he's like, I took my cleats off and I never put them back on. What I does just it quit feel like day. to be a main player in somebody's story? Like, it feels kind of good. Kinda cool. I, I think yeah. it feels pretty neat. Like, yeah. I was like, hey, man, like, sorry, I guess. But yeah, some people really hang on to the, the high school days. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Well, we're going to have uh, Tim Lammers here next mm-hmm. on the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Perfect. It's Tom. No, it's Tevin. <laughs> here for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I am happy to say that I that Tom will. He purchased an EV Ford Mustang from Flagship Ford. He loves it. And, uh, yeah, he has friends and coworkers who love theirs as well that they bought from Flagship Ford. It is a family-run dealership that is just 20 minutes east of the metro in Baldwin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, Ford Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next new vehicle. The month of October is Tire Month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model, car, truck, or SUV, and get your, and get your tires before the snow fa- falls just 
in a few moments. Just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of that $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at flagshipford.com. That's flagshipford.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving, pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 